Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Dorset Growth Hub podcast. Today I'm speaking to Samantha Kingston, the CEO of Virtual Umbrella, a marketing consultancy working in the immersive technology space. Sammy spells out for us what VR, immersive tech and 360 films are, how businesses of any size can use it and how you can get to grips with the tech. We also touch on what it is like for Sammy as a young woman in the tech world. We have launched this series publicly on the back of the great success of our audio conference Beyond 2020. All the episodes are now live and we hope our great guests can inspire and motivate you to adapt and pivot in your business. If you're looking for more support for your business, head to our website dorsetgrowthhub.co.uk where you can see our upcoming events, book a tailored one-to-one consultation and look at what grants we have on offer. We really appreciate your support for this podcast, so if you enjoy the episodes, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe. So now let's get into the episode. So, hi Sammy, thanks for coming on our podcast. Thank you for having me. It's great. So, um, maybe you can start with introducing yourself, tell us a bit about who you are and how you came to be the CEO of Virtual Umbrella. Of course. So my name is Samantha Kingston and I've just turned 30. Don't know if that helps. Congrats. (laughs) Thank you. So yes, I run an agency called Virtual Umbrella. We don't sell umbrellas. That's something we do often get asked. (laughs) So we run a marketing consultancy focused on the immersive technology sector. Basically, what that means is that I get to play with virtual reality headsets. I get to play with augmented reality and I get to work with loads of people across a variety of sectors. So whether that's in education, business, arts, all sorts to help them identify using VR, using AR, why they're using it, marketing it, consulting it. We kind of do a whole range of things and we've been running since 2015. So we've been doing it a little while. Cool. So I think for some listeners... They might not understand what virtual reality is, or they might have a super simplistic view of it, or maybe they assume it's just for gaming. So I think maybe a lot of traditional business owners might not have considered implementing it into their strategies. So could you just explain a a bit about what VR is, immersive technology? Yeah, of course. So most people probably have an idea of VR as putting a piece of plastic on your face. Most marketing strategies you see or things you might have seen on Facebook are people putting a headset on and screaming because they're on a roller coaster and end up falling over. That's mainly what most people associate VR with. That's not really what I'm about. In straightforward terms, virtual reality is putting a device over your eyes and you're being transported to a brand new world. So the world you currently know around you has now changed. So you get to put a headset on and you get to look up and you get to look down and get to look all the way around the room. In some cases, depending on the types of technology as well, you could have controllers. So you'll be able to interact with the content that you're viewing. That kind of is the basic idea of what virtual reality is. The great thing about immersive technology is that the sky is kind of the limit. So we can do all sorts of things from the comfort of your office, the comfort of your own home. And the exciting thing about this in terms of business is that we can really help you with things like training, telling a story and saving some costs. If you're into health and safety, which is a huge thing this year, virtual reality is an amazing way of getting your team to experience something without having to leave their home right now, which I think is really powerful. So I guess you would have seen quite a lot of opportunity during this time. Um, What examples can you give? How have businesses been using VR? It's been really interesting. 
actually, because I think from my perspective, I kind of thought that VR would really, really take off in the last six months. It's kind of been more slow and steady. But that's part of the industry itself, having a bit of a shock to the system and going, oh, we're needed, which is great. (laughs) In terms of businesses, a lot of people started using what we called virtual worlds. So social platforms where you can have a meeting so you wouldn't have to go on Zoom. We could pop the headset on. We could sit in a conference style room and have a conversation face to face through an avatar or through something less scary than an avatar because avatars aren't what everybody likes. You could be a cat or something. I don't know. So that's kind of been the big thing over the last couple of months. COVID has made us realise we're social animals and we like talking and we like seeing each other. So the social platforms have been a really good way just to be able to feel like you're stepping into a room with three or four people, which has been really beneficial in terms of like actual applications and social and solution based content. A lot of health and safety businesses as well and things like engineering or train lines uh vodafone as well do things like training at heights and stuff like that so they've been exploring how they can do training at home a lot of the time if you're a big business and you're training 30 to 100 people a part of their day-to-day a lot of that you have to go into the office for now they're sending out headsets at home and they can do that at home and they're also finding that the cost validations are a lot better so they're saving money Although they have to have the investment into immersive technology first, they're finding that later on people are absorbing the information a lot better and actually saving costs in terms of if you have to send everybody to work on one of the train lines or are they having to go physically onto the track, that's going to cost an X amount of money to do that. But if you can do it with 20 members of staff in one place, it saves money. So those are the kind of examples we see. I expect a lot more to come out in the next six months. Yeah, I I think a lot of us never heard of Zoom or even thought we could have meetings online six months ago. So who knows what how it's going to be in six months? You know, I think people are feeling that fatigue just staring at a screen all day. So to be immersed in something more real, maybe that's the way forward. How do you see it becoming more popular? You know, what what's in the future for VR? It's kind of a bit of a mixed bag, and it really really depends on what you as a business want to get out of it. I think on the business side of things, it's going to really, really do well in terms of training. But if you look at experiences, a lot of care homes right now, um, a lot of hospitals, um, they provide and have a lot of the lower end headsets, which, which with 360 content around, they can go. They've got these beautiful, immersive experiences You can go to the beach. You can visit an old house that you might have lived in. Some really beautiful experiences like that, which actually can kind of give you an escape. In terms of gaming, there's a couple of experiences which are really popular. So you've got something called Beat Saber, which is one of the most well-known VR games um, because it's so interactive. And also it's kind of got a fitness element to it. So you have to hit these boxes to to the sound of the songs. So a lot of artists have been donating, but not donating, but offering their songs for it and also getting a bit of notoriety that are like, oh, we do VR too, which for them is great. So you've got a steady format of a lot of different content, but it really depends on who you are and what you want to get out of it. A lot of the headsets are becoming a lot more affordable. So it's something that every Christmas we see the uptake in headsets being bought and the sort of people are realizing that, ah, oh, all the content's out there. Christmas this year will probably be a big headset buy, I reckon. So so in terms of investment, then how, how much are the headsets? What, what would businesses be looking at to invest in? 
So if you're a business, most businesses sort of go towards the Oculus area. Um, so Oculus is owned by Facebook. Um, to sort of give you an example of a couple of years ago, most headsets were tethered, which is basically where you have to plug them into a PC or a laptop. We're now moving forward. Um, so literally you just have to have a headset and put it on, charge it like a phone, which is great. Throw it in your bag and off you go. And in terms of, biz- of this for businesses, that's a much easier way to than having to buy a VR laptop as well. Um, right now, you're looking at something like £200 plus. Um, if you buy somebody a PlayStation for Christmas, if it's around, you know, £300, £400. So the price actually has come down a lot. So 200 to, to 299 is your minimum. And then it goes up from there. So depending on all you know all the different types of sets of uh, headsets but I mean when we first started you were looking at 750 plus so the price has come, has come down a lot but if you're a business what you can do if you're approached if you approach a production house to make the content for you um, they might have approached um, oculus for example and they can do it through oculus business so oculus provide um, an alternative sort of enterprise service which is basically where they want to work more direct with people, um, but is a, a bit of extra service, a bit more um, help. Um, I don't know if they can do bulk buying, but I think that is something that they, that is possible. So there's ways around it. And if businesses didn't want to make the full investment yet, they just wanted to try it out, would they come to see someone like you? Yeah, most consultancies, post-production houses that make content, they kind of have a process um, to make you try it first. I'm kind of a believer in not using tech for tech's sake. Even though I work in in the tech area, I very much believe in that. And I don't like the idea that you're just using it to tick a box. I think it has to be used for a purpose. So most of the people that we work with that make content, their kind of process for getting people in is literally trying the stuff. Um, Do you like it? Oh, you don't like it. Okay, let's talk about other options, other mediums. And I think it's really important for businesses because it's very easy to go down that route of like, well, everyone else is doing it. Let's do it as well. And we really have to understand it and appreciate it. But there's loads of people that are willing and and happy to do that. And what about small businesses? So we talked about um, larger brands and how they can implement it. What about smaller businesses? And I think I've seen on your blog, you have a, a blog about shop fronts and how maybe that's not the best way to do things or what's your view on how small businesses can start to use it? I think so much of kind of what I've already said, I really feel it has to work for the business because it, it is a big investment. And so I think there's no harm in approaching the idea. And if you know what your budget is and you go to the business and they can't help you there are other production houses and content creators that can sort of cater to smaller businesses so I work with like a tier system so if you can only afford this amount they kind of go into the tier system kind of do a minimum so for example a 360 film say you're a small coffee company and you're you know a really small batch coffee company and you really want to do a 360 video in terms of marketing actually that's a really good idea So you film what goes on behind the scenes, that gives you some real different insight and maybe have added a story to it. The minimum you're paying for a 360 piece could be £2,000 upwards. And if they did it, they could go through like a freelancer as well. Um, So for a real small company, there's actually quite a nice option there. And all the 360 videos, um, you can put them on YouTube. So that's your distribution sorted. So you don't necessarily have to Uh, make sure that the end audience has a headset there's other ways of distributing it which I think is really important but then you could also go the the way you know the high end if you're HSBC you've got loads of money you can go and take a full VR content 
Um, but I don't think it should just be because you've got the budget and you, you know, you can have it. There's ways around it. And I think the UK have a really nice range of businesses all willing to cater. And I mean, there's also options like a lot of higher companies also, you know, always grab a camera yourself and, you know, go and work it out internally. And in terms of success or return on investment, what what success, you know, have you seen through the, the marketing campaigns that you've been running? So to be fair, actually, we've had some really, really successful things. And again, it depends on what the, that success rate is. So for a lot of people, they want to see numbers. So how many people watch the piece? How many people view it? Uh, Pre-COVID, how many events did you go to? Yeah. That's not really a thing right now, but, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there's ways of monitoring it. We've seen a lot of, especially 360 videos, we can monitor that really well. And because that's kind of an easy, easier to distribute, we can follow it. In terms of larger companies that are putting a lot of money into that kind of thing and actually wanting maybe something different from it, not the numbers, for example, there's a couple of companies that have done diversity training or uh, along those lines or health and safety. That way they can kind of measure that success and the changes within those businesses. So I can't name a lot, you know, but there are some really brilliant case studies. So, for example, there's a company called Make Real based in Brighton, and they have a range of case studies on their websites. Yeah. And they've listed sort of the success rate and yeah. the results, which I think is a really good, um, especially for those type of projects, which are like um, within diversity. They're quite a good example. If you're not quite sure what you want to get out of a long term of long term as well, they're a good place to look. Yeah. I think there's probably a lot of businesses that think, you know, that's way above my head. I don't understand what that is. How could you convince them that VR is something that they should be looking into in their future strategies? So I've never tried to convince anyone. Yeah. <laughs> but I think for me, it's generally a a try. They have to try it. Yeah. I think that's the same with anything in marketing, isn't it? You just try it and see if it works. Exactly. But it's also looking at it is something that can be achieved by a different medium but also if it's something that actually gets the results another thing to focus on because it's very easy to say oh I've got a PR piece um, I'm going to go around the world it's like oh okay there's a lot of things you don't think about and that's because I've got a marketing head and I have to think that way and I think it's just a try try it and see if you like it and then just before we finish, I just wanted to ask a little bit about you and how you found working in a tech world as a as a young woman starting her own business. How have you found it? When I started, I was probably what my early 20s, so 23, 24. So I did struggle in the beginning. Um, it's sort of my, my gender and my age because I thought that everybody was equal and we're all sort of on the same level. Um, I kind of learned that, oh, maybe I'm not. <laughs> But I think I've grown in confidence, but I've also grown through my mistakes. And I'm very good at reading that now and sort of having a better understanding how you approach people and loyalty and business and all that kind of stuff. So I feel a lot better than I did at the beginning. But that's just, you know, the wave pattern, right? Yeah. So last question, the top three tips you would give to businesses considering looking at VR and immersive tech. Try it. Buy the tech before you even buy the tech. Don't go to any businesses, try the tech, ask yourself, why are you using it? Or why you, why do you want to use it? And then will it be something that your customers use? Okay, great. So thanks very much, Sammy, for this episode. And we've got a Q&A happening and Sammy will be there with the two other speakers. And yeah, get your questions ready. So see you then. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you very much. 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something new and you understand the virtual world a little bit better. So please go and subscribe and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. The rest of the series is now live, so go have a listen.